1: And this week, my guest, fresh off of our latest conversion conference in Las Vegas, where he was a top-rated presenter, is Jake Larson, the CEO and founder of Video Power Marketing. Welcome, Jake.
2: What's up, Tim? I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah, so uh, for our listeners, uh, give them a little bit of background of what your company does.
2: So, we specialize in video ads. We like to tell people that we can turn their strangers into leads and those leads into customers using YouTube ads, using Facebook video ads, and it's I mean—it's it's a great way to grow your business, to get exposure, and to actually get results using paid video ads. So well, that you know, stands, I hear a
1: lot like, of kind of confusion and stuff around video. Well, the first thing I hear is, you know, well, isn't that all funny cat videos and cute baby gurgling pictures i mean is who watches youtube yeah what's the tell, tell, tell me why i should give a crap about it from a business perspective
2: so there's a couple of reasons one youtube is the second largest search engine in the world so people go to youtube to either be entertained to watch you know certain cat videos or a large part of them go to youtube to learn something new like they have a problem they search for that problem and as long as your product or you know company offers a solution they can find it there. So that that's a that's a big reason is that everyone is on YouTube. Everyone watches YouTube videos. So your audience is on there and it's something that you've got to be there as well if you want to kind of capture the capture the your audience. Uh, I, okay. I call, and then
1: in terms of the economics of it, let's jump to the paid side of it. So you're talking about running ads how does it compare with traditional paid media just to say cost per click advertising on the the very same you know Google main search engine.
2: Right so the difference is with YouTube it's a cost per view it's not it's not pay per click and a view is if the viewer watches 30 seconds of the ad or half whichever comes first. So like we what we like to do is we like to and uh, then within the first five ten seconds of a video ad, I mean, remember people's fingers are kind of hovering over the skip now button. So, like that first five ten seconds is crucial to get your your audience's attention. So, like one thing that we that we've done that's worked really well is you know we say, hey, are you an entrepreneur or marketer? If not, skip this ad. We don't want to talk to you. So we kind of get okay. In your- so you,
1: in a way, you're kind of saying don't even do the view because you're getting charged for the view. You say right. like say it's a cost per view model or not a cost-per-click or a cost-per-action model.
2: Uh-huh. And I mean, I,
1: it is I, a cost-per-action in the sense of you know the uh, the, the time that you spent. if it's long enough, like you say, they're going to count it as an action and charge you for it. But so I understand, like, when I watch YouTube, there's currently at least two different kind of formats. There's the little longer ones, but where after five seconds you opt out, but every once in a while they have these 15-second ones that you're forced to watch, and yep. they're only 15 seconds long, but you can't short-circuit that. So, how does tell me about the ad mix of what's available and when the
2: what length ads would be appropriate? So, I'm not a fan of the ones that you can't skip. I, I, we, in fact, we don't do any of those ones that are forced the user to watch them because I think when people get to choose whether they want to engage in your video or not, that that brings a whole lot higher, you know, higher quality traffic and it's a higher quality view to your to your website. So So you're saying
1: because people feel like they're in control and they're they're able to turn the ad off.
2: Yeah, I mean and because and, if, if you can't choose what you want, we're just going back to the problem with TV commercials like, again it's just it's just kind of forced on you at least with the YouTube ads you get to choose whether you want to watch it in five seconds or not so so, okay. of-
1: so let's say it's you know you're ch- making that choice, you decide to stick around. how long w- would you recommend kind of what's the range of a typical ad and uh, when should it be towards the shorter end of the range and when do you want longer ones?
2: So I th- I always like to start with the offer. So if you, whatever offer you have, you create a video around that offer, that free report, that free ebook, or whatever. And we shoot for 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 in stream ads. We shoot for around sixty, like forty five to sixty second video ads, and, and we we put up a call to action around twenty seconds, and and again towards the end of the video. That's kind of our sweet spot that we found works really well. If it's an in-display video, so those video ads that show up in search results or suggested videos, you know, that's where you need to have a more of an educational type video where you teach the viewer something with a softer call to action towards the end. So again, if it's okay. a promotional so in-display,
1: video- you're talking about you know just basically like um, so you have the main view viewer playing, and then off to the right rail you have a column of suggested videos, and you're saying at the top of that there might be a paid. Uh, promotional one
2: yeah so i mean if you type in certain keywords in youtube you'll see there's you know the top two or three videos are paid spots where you can put your video towards the top of search results okay so that's
1: kind of more like a traditional display ad in other words the representation of your ad has to do with the keyword and then you have a thumbnail and the title of your video what else about the presentation of those sidebar promotional videos can you control
2: I get so you can you, with with the in display ads what I mean, what you have to have you have to have a great uh, thumbnail image right so you have I, people's faces work really well if there's a person's face you can stick as a graphic with with a small title like how to grow your business how to generate leads or you know anything that kind of gets the viewers attention gets them to click and then the really important thing when it comes to video ads is having a strong call to action so like People tell me, "Oh, we want you know, we want more exposure." And I always ask them, "Well, why do you want more exposure?" It's like, "Oh, we want people to donate to our charity." I'm like, "Okay, we'll put that call to action at the very end of the video. Like, click here to donate now, or click here to get instant access." Like, that last call to action is is how you get the click. Because if there's if there's no call to action, if you're not asking people to click on a specific area of the video. You're wasting your ad spend. So that that's like the most important part, aside from getting their attention and presenting the value, is get them to click. Like make okay, the video so click. Well, well,
1: let's talk about that. So there's really kind of, to, to break it down into components, there's the um, the physical representation of your ad in the sidebar. And like you say, it sounds like you get to pick your thumbnail image, and that's very important. So you should custom design your own and not just have some half-open mouth still frame from the video itself. <laughs> yeah, Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep,
1: <laughs> because that that would just look stupid. Um, and then the, the title—how important is the title in that kind of presentation, in terms of the the writing of it?
2: I mean, yeah, you want to you want to write it as a kind of a feature benefit, as far as what the end user is looking for. Um, so I, it depends on on the product or offer, but like I I always like the how to, you know, how to lose ten pounds with this new exercise or this new diet or uh, how to grow your business with video ads or how, you know, or, whatever. Or
1: how, how, how to pick the right video ad agency. Yeah,
2: yeah, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so,
1: so basically people are going there to get educated. They're not thinking they're being advertised to. I mean, they, they, so you should basically, sounds like, make your content useful and start with the premise that they're there for a reason and not just to pick their nose or watch ads.
2: Yeah, and I think the the biggest thing too is like a lot of video- people with their with their branding videos, they put their logos in for the first ten seconds, and like they're, it's you know we got to get the brand, we got to show our logos, but you know what? People don't really care about your brand until they know that they, that you care about them. So just with the videos, get straight to the point, start teaching them something, giving giving them value, and once you create that trust and give that value, then again you. I, I I tell people build the video around the click if you want okay, more information, so, but, click here
1: okay, but th- so does that apply just to ads or to informational videos say on your YouTube channel as well? Should you dispense with the logo and jump right into the content, or does having that branding serve some purpose on your own channel
2: I think if you're going to have a brand I, if you're going to do the branding logo, keep it like one or two seconds like I mean make it short, and I think it, it is important to show the brand and everything. But get right into the content. Don't don't waste people's time because people's, I mean, attention spans are short. They want to get. They're there for a reason. They're looking for help, and and the last thing they want to see is a 10, 15-second intro. Right, right, public. right. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's interesting because for the conversion conference uh, video trailer that we put together, it's just a one or two second you know flying in logo at the ends, a one or two second flying out logo, and then. Just jump right into the content. So at least yep. uh, I'm following your best practices. So that's yeah, good
2: that's know. fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, that's fine. I, I just get frustrated when people waste people's time with, with when companies waste people's time with the ten second. Oh,
1: but what about uh, just having it always be present, but in a less uh, obtrusive way, even in your ad? So kind of a like a, a ghosted, partially transparent, yeah. small logo on the screen the whole time. Is that acceptable?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you know you keep it in the bottom left or the bottom right of the video, and that way like you're teaching them and there's that that branded content so they know it's you. so yeah, I, I think that works great as well.
1: So just just small and down at the bottom, not not something that's like in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one question I have is we're, we're going to take this after our commercial break here is the video production quality. We'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors
0: more lpo landing page optimization in just a moment are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money i'm david ogletree president of wme training did you know that companies waste 25 percent of their ppc spend on average at wme training we can show you how to make your adwords account a lean mean converting machine Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas May 18th and 19th for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now.
1: At bruceclay.com.
0: Time now to hear some more LPO landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back.
1: This is your host, Tim Ash. With LPO, landing page optimization, my guest this week is Jake Larson, the CEO and founder of Video Power Marketing, helping you have responsive ads on YouTube and video ads. So Jake, one of the things that stops people cold in their tracks is the very notion of doing video advertising or creating videos. They think that they need a you know, full-on production studio and it has to be super polished like stuff you see on TV. That's a pretty high bar, isn't it? Is that really necessary?
2: I think the I think the landscape's changing. I think with YouTube, people are want more kind of personal videos and more engaging videos. And it depends on your brand. Like if you have a billion dollar brand, obviously you want to make you know professional looking videos. But like if you're just starting out, we've shot video ads that perform really well with just shooting your iPhone with with a with a lav mic. So my my biggest thing is it's I think it's important that the the message is there. And not only that, it looks visually pleasing, but, you know, you got to be able to have a good mic. You have to have good audio. So one of the cool things that we did is I had this question, how can we test high production value versus low production value? So we did a test where, you know, I got on a green screen and we had nice graphics. It was very professionally done. And we did a video ad for that. And then... We created another one where it's me. It's like a selfie with my iPhone, and I'm just shooting, it, holding my iPhone selfie, saying, "Hey, it's it's Jake." This is what we do: video ads. Click here to download your free ebook or whatever. And we ran the two, and we got the same results. Like the same cost per conversion. Like we got great cost per conversions. They are the same. So it doesn't matter so, whether so, it's. So, I, I
1: mean, it's you know just anecdotal in this one case, but what I hear you saying is authenticity is more important than. You know, super slickness. uh, That as long as you have high quality audio and decent lighting, that you don't really
2: have to sweat much more than that. Nope, I don't think so. I mean, we've had we've had a couple like infomercials, like where it's high end production value. These put a lot of money and effort into it.
1: Sure, the direct response people, some of them spend millions doing that.
2: (laughs) Yes, so we've we've taken some of their videos and put them on YouTube, and they just we can't get them to perform well because. It's kind of – it's almost like too high end, the higher actors and everything where I think if they just had – if a company just has a representative of of the company or a customer that can tell like real stories and have genuine answers and responses, then that would perform a lot better online than it would – than a traditional like TV infomercial. At least okay, for, so even you, even
1: for big brands, if somebody inside of the digital marketing organization wants to go and create some quick videos, that's preferable to waiting for, you know, the corporate communications people to get involved.
2: Yep. I'm 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 a big fan of the authenticity and just being personal with people. I think that performs a lot better than hiring actors and models and stuff like that.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about 60-second ad. And the, the, in terms of how you structured, you said put the call to action about 20 seconds in and then again repeat it at the end. Are there any, if the call to action is to download something or click on a link, where should the mechanisms go? Is, how do you signal that besides saying it in the video?
2: Yeah, so I tell people build the video around the click. And with YouTube, is you, you can build in annotations, clickable links within the video themselves. And we've noticed that those get the best click-through rate and the highest click-through rate is, is clickable annotation. So when we create a video, at the very end, we put a call to action in the middle. But we create a graphic that looks like a clickable button. like It has the shadows and a, it's a cl- it looks clickable. It's a graphic. And we say, you know, click here to get instant access or, or what, whatever the call to action is and we make it, there is no question at the end of the video what we want you to do. A big problem that I see a lot of people do is they just say, hey, go to www.mywebsite.com. And- yeah, so
1: somebody has to type that in. So the trigger is not that effective because it actually requires work or cutting and pasting yep. or some thinking or memorization. We, we think that is a pretty small effort. But in fact, it's a pretty big ask in the context of watching a video, isn't it?
2: Yep. And then again, just you want to make it as easy as possible. And I always tell people, build the video around the click. If people well, do-
1: that, that takes us to kind of the context that is being watched. And it seems like most of the time, there's much higher actually video view rates from what I understand on mobile devices. We're used to watching full screen videos on our smartphones.
2: Yeah. So I, with when it comes to video ads, mobile is blowing up. Uh, a lot of people are watching consuming video on on their mobile devices as far as being able to click YouTube videos on your mobile that's not there yet so whenever whenever we create camp campaigns we almost always turn off mobile so we have just noticed oh, that, that that's interesting so that is
1: huge segments blowing up I mean the video play rates are certainly much higher on mobile 20 30 percent higher is my my understanding and a lot of Millennials only view their video on mobile but you're saying for now because you can't put an effective call to action you should
2: kind of avoid it if you're if you're running vi- if you're running video ads or YouTube ads. It's it's just not there yet. The the video is not clickable. So, I mean, a lot of our clients are looking for like returns, right? They want to get generate leads and sales, but that's solely dependent on people clicking after they watch the video. And right now, you cannot click a YouTube like with unless it's YouTube cards. YouTube cards you can. It's a little. Uh, they call them YouTube cards, it's a little thing on the top right where you click that, and then you can go from the video to the landing page. But, I mean, I think that's the future, but I don't think it's quite there yet where we can make it efficient.
1: Okay, so you heard it there. So try to
2: stay away a little bit
1: from video on mobile, even though it's a burgeoning and blowing up,
2: huh? It, it well, right, well, depend Depends on what your goal is. Like, if you just want exposure and people to view it, absolutely, that's that's the easy part. But if you're looking for conversions and and you know like lead gen, it's it's not quite there yet. I feel like.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about that for a minute. In terms of what kinds of applications or vertical industries are most appropriate for video? Does it work across B two B and B two C, for example? What what should the calls to action be? I mean, apply for our mortgage loan online is probably not a good one, right?
2: It depends. So, like, one of the really cool things that's working really well right now is remarketing. So, people who have been to your website and then leave, well, guess what? They go. They're going to go on YouTube. You show them a video ad, and if they've been to your website, they're obviously interested in, you know, your your mortgage or your free loan application or whatever. Show them a video of, of that process with a small call to, small call to action to bring them back on to the offer. I mean, when we combine video ads with remarketing, it's almost like playing video games with cheat codes on. it's just it's so easy to get them back and into your lead uh, turn them into leads and those leads into customers. Another really cool thing that works really well now is you can actually upload your customer email list to AdWords. And it will create a similar to audience, almost exactly what Facebook has been doing for the last couple of years. AdWords has stepped up their gaming because you, uh, Google is owned, or YouTube's owned by Google. You do this whole process through AdWords, and you can upload your customer email list and target your customers. And you can also create similar to audiences with those with those audiences, and that works really well as far. As, and it doesn't matter whether you're B two C or B two B. That's your customer email list; those are people. So that, that makes, that's one of the easiest forms of targeting that's worked really well lately.
1: Okay, and you, and you can kind of set the dial on how big you want that matching custom audience to be. So say your list is only 1,000 people, but you can say, hey, find me 10,000 or 100,000 people to advertise to that are similar.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Now, in your and, experience, the quality of those lists, you're taking this big trust and trusting Google or Facebook
2: to come up with
1: that custom list. How good are they at that?
2: So I know with some of our stuff they get like a 60 to 70% match rate as far as matching similar audiences and and everything that we've done when we target video ads to similar audiences in a lot of cases it's cut our cost per lead in half. Okay so, so
1: they are they whatever they're doing as far as targeting and the information they have about each visitor they can because of big data come up with pretty good models.
2: Yeah, and it's and it's gone to a point where us as an agency, where we only want to work with people, like with clients that do have big uh, customer email lists or email lists in general. Because um, it's a running head
1: start and you can use that tactic?
2: Exactly. We wow. can get really right. quick Good results.
1: Good stuff. When well, we come back from our last break here, we're going to talk a little bit about your sorted past. It turns out your inroads into video started in Hollywood with TV shows. You sell out, you. Uh, be back in two minutes
0: Time now to hear some more LPO, landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash.
1: And we're back. This is your host Tim Ash with LPO, landing page optimization, speaking with Jake Larson, the CEO and founder of Video Power Marketing. So Jake, you started out in Hollywood. I understand you're working on shows like 24 and House what is your biggest impression of how weird Hollywood really is
2: <laughs> it's upside down it's a different world. I remember like when when I was in college i I wiped out my bank account buying a video camera because that was like that that was what I was going to do. I was going to make films I was going to make movies and uh, I remember I bought an, a Panasonic HVX two thousand which was like six thousand dollars at the time Yeehaw. and so that was like my my outlet that was going to be my stage that was going to be how I was going to make money and of course that kind of drew me to Hollywood and got there worked for Fox Entertainment for about 6 months and we did behind the scenes uh, stuff for House and 24 American Idol and I mean it was it was a great experience I loved it but I just saw this this changing platform where people's attention were leaving TV and they are moving online. And so as far as building an audience and 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 growing the future and the ability for anyone, you know, small business or large to grow even further is 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 online. So it was just interesting to be in that kind of traditional TV uh, ad space and then just, just see things transition more online. And it's to a point where like you got some really big YouTube influencers that are have a bigger influence on teenagers than TV stars, just because kids are growing up watching watching YouTube.
1: So. Yeah, my kids certainly do. There, like, yeah, there's this uh, annoying orange, and God, God don't <laughs> knows what else they're watching. But it's like I've never heard of these people. They're Like, oh yeah, Dad, these got 20 million followers on YouTube. It's so, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's so they crazy. Uh, and, but it's it's hard just like anywhere else to, in the middle of all that noise, build that brand. So have you ever tapped the power of those kind of influencers or people that have their own audiences in order to help clients with paid ads or is yeah. that a, kind of a separate thing?
2: No, so that's actually we one of our best cases we ever did, and I, and I shared this in the conversion summit, is it was with a big brand and we got a bunch of YouTube influencers. So these people that have you know millions of followers and hundreds of thousands of followers, we got them in the video. And then they, this was a two-part thing, so it was, it was influencer marketing and then paid ads. So they shared it with their audience, their subscribers, and we also kind of, plast- we just flooded YouTube with the video from a paid ad standpoint.
1: Yeah, and so what's a kind of a typical deal structure? How do you, if you approach one of these influencers, how do they charge for uh, getting your word to their audience? or do something
2: for you that's that's something that one of my partners Travis at one of the chamber uh, his agency did but I know that they they'll either take products plus you know sometimes it's you know five ten thousand dollars just to be in the video it depends on how big the influencer is I don't have much experience negotiating with influencers again that was something that that uh, the agency, one of the chamber, put together. So,
1: so that's kind of so a custom deal. You go and you you tell them what's in it for them. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's comp products or or services.
2: Uh, and if it's and if it's a big enough project, sometimes these these influencers. I mean, they just want you know want to have fun, and they if it's if it's a fun activity and it's going to get them exposure, and they they see the value in it. They, the money's not always an issue it's that they just want to be part of, of that big event that big video. It depends on the brand and and the company and what's involved but youtubers are a lot more kind of i think easy and fun to work with than the well, the, the corporate
1: the, types the, you know so they they're not <laughs> as buttoned down as what you're
2: saying yeah they're more yeah they're they're all about fun and and making it fun and they're again they're fun to work
1: with. Well, okay. So let's touch on this point in the last couple of minutes here. This brings up, uh, I mean, we've, we've mentioned several times these generational differences. So let's talk about the audience that you can reach with YouTube. I mean, yeah, you can try to do look-alike audience that are kind of like your clients, but the fact is there are a lot more younger people on YouTube, as you mentioned. How does that uh, change how you approach it or what kind of audiences you can reach for what types of businesses? Is there are there limits to that, or are there places where it's a sweet spot?
2: We can reach any age with YouTube ads. I think we obviously there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of younger people on YouTube, but also like well, especially when it comes to ads, you know, you can target 55 year old plus people, and and those people are on YouTube. Uh, they're they're looking like I know my grandma looks up like. Quilting, how to quilt and, and quilting stuff <laughs> of and, course she does and and there's there's videos you're not on
1: there people po- watching people play minecraft right
2: <laughs> right but i mean whatever whatever your demographic is they're they're on there like I go to conferences and I'll say how many people have watched YouTube in the last seven days everyone's hand goes up, how many people have watched YouTube like since yesterday every, like almost every hand is up, and then you know how many people have watched a YouTube video today, and half the audience's hand is still raised like. Again, your audience is on YouTube. It doesn't matter what business you're in. All right. all well,
1: it sounds like you know, there's, a, there's a whole world to be discovered with. A couple of quick targeting tips for uh, you know, parameters that you find useful when defining those audiences. If you don't have your own custom list, how tight or how
2: wide would you set your audiences? How do you do that? So uh, the 80-20 for us is we first start off with remarketing and then uploading their email list. That, that's like the easiest way. And then second is we layer demographics with certain topics and and, and interests. And when we create campaigns, we'll usually create three or four campaigns. Each of those campaigns will have five or six target groups, different topics and interests. And so when we run those for a week, we're able to quickly see... You know which topics and interests are converting the best which dem- what what demographic is converting the best and and again, it's just the principles of eighty twenty let's create you know four or five campaigns each with five or six target groups inside of them and as long as you segment and layer the the data correctly, you'll be able to see very quickly what's working what's not
1: all right well, fantastic well it sounds like you've definitely opened my eyes to the potential for paid advertising on on YouTube. Uh, Thanks so much, Jake. Really appreciate it.
2: Hey, good being here. Thanks, Tim.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who missed Jake, sorry, no more U.S. conversion conferences in 2016. You're always welcome to check out our London and Berlin shows in the fall, but we'll be back at the Rio again in the spring of 2017. So you'll have to wait for that, but at least Game of Thrones is back on. So you got something to do. So thank you, loyal listeners. We'll see you on the flip side.
0: The opinions expressed on this Cranberry Radio program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of
2: Cranberry Media. Any redistribution of this content without proper consent is prohibited.